She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you'll definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome everyone to our celebration series for our first birthday of She Leads, She Thrives. So across three episodes, I'm going to be chatting to previous guests from the early months of the podcast. These are guests whose episodes still rank amongst the most downloaded in our very first year of sharing the most incredible conversations and information and wisdom with you. So Team Thrive Factor and I thought it was a brilliant opportunity to check in with them now and ask a series of reflective questions so they could share more of their wisdom with you. And it's been such a joy creating these these conversations to bring them together and to share them as part of this birthday series. Now, before we begin with the first of our featured guest conversations for today's episode, I also want to say a huge thank you to you, our listeners. Without you, there wouldn't have been as much fun and joy and celebration in this past year. I really adore, and I hope this shines through, but I adore the podcast medium for connecting with a global audience. But it also makes the work and the energy that goes into every episode that much richer when we know there are people actually out there listening and downloading our episodes every week. So thank you. I truly hope that you'll be a long-term listener if you're not already and that you'll continue to share our episodes and with your business and your leadership community. So a huge big love to you all. And if you still don't know who I am because you are brand new to She Leads, She Thrives, Just a little final reminder before we dive into the first of our conversations in this special birthday series. I'm Shannon Dunn. I am the host of She Leads, She Thrives. I'm a long-term business and self-leadership coach, and I just, just love being able to bring more wisdom to the world. So thank you for your time today and have a magical day wherever you are. Welcome back, everyone. Here we have another guest for our first birthday series, one of my favorite friends in business. And we sh- I'm sure we shared this, Swapna, when we actually recorded your episode, which was episode 15th, which went live in December of 2022. It feels like so long ago now, but not really long ago <laughs> at all, right? But I'm sure we talked about the fact that we have such a beautiful friendship we've created by connecting online and we still haven't met in person and we still haven't met in person, you know, t- t- 10 months later, but we will change that in the future, won't we? Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. So I'm delighted to welcome back Swapna Thomas, as I just shared with you then, she's a, a dear friend of mine and one of the very 
first people that I reached out to to say, come and please be a guest on my podcast, knowing there's no way you're going to say no. So, (laughs) and we've had great conversations on my previous podcast. Swapna and I had some really fabulous conversations there and also for her podcast over the years. And back when we talked about, uh, or we had you on the on episode 15, we talked about brave marketing, which is a big part of what you, I guess, the, the philosophy, the everything that you stand for in your business. So tell everybody who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into some great questions. Hi, everyone. I am Swapna Thomas. I am a business and mindset mentor for visionary entrepreneurs. And I'm also known for my messaging magic that I absolutely love to sprinkle all over my clients' content and copy that elevates their message and helps them call in their dream premium clients with organic social content. And just like uh, Shannon just mentioned, um, I have known Shannon for years now, I feel, and we haven't met in person. I don't, and, I've lost track of how many years in a good way, right? I know it's it's probably seven or eight, to be honest. More than that, I feel yeah, like. Possibly. And my daughter today, just today she said this, like, I feel like some of your closest friends are people you have never met in real life. She's and 100% said, right. <laughs> right. And I think that's the beauty of what we do is uh, yeah. the that we make are so real and yeah people can say that it's online and you know it's not technically real world but I think I have known some of the stuff that you've been going through and you've known some of the stuff I've been going through before many of the people in our real lives so to say right it's not about how geographically how close you are or how often you meet but it's really about the energy and the authenticity which is also, I feel like I'm all about in business as well. And you are also all about in business. I know. It's like when we first met, which was probably in a Facebook group, because, you know, way back when that was where most that people made connections, wasn't it? Strategy. Yeah. It wasn't. It was like this instant, like, we kind of just like made sense to each other and realized how much we had similar shared interest and and values and just curious about each other and you know the rest is history as they say <laughs> so yeah. it's very cool and um one of the highlights for me in the time we've known each other was getting to profile you and getting to introduce you to your archetypes and then seeing how you've worked with your thrive factor archetypes so beautifully in your business to really kind of express who you are in a in a way that you weren't doing as much previously I don't think you didn't know yourself but it was almost like this next level of being okay um I don't really want to use the word permission but like you you were able to be more of you and do that in such a beautiful way and every time I see little sprinkles of your archetypes through your content and what you're sharing I was like oh there she is (laughs) so yeah Yeah. it's very cool very cool yeah and I think uh recently I've been living in my queen ruler a lot so much (laughs) I think and I think we have had these conversations on your podcast and in many different ways about how much I have resisted the queen ruler but I think finally I've come to a place where I'm really comfortable with her and being you know embodying that in everything and so as I said it really is such a joy for me to sit back and watch someone that I care about so much step into those parts of yourself and and have 
or kind of build and nurture such a beautiful relationship with those parts of yourself because as you, you we yeah very much shared over the years that particular archetype's not always been one you've been comfortable with but it's like oh there she is I can see you're coming through now which is cool awesome all right so we've got three questions that I've been asking every one of the guests that we've been having back for this first birthday celebration series I can't wait to hear your answers on these the first one I'd love to know is in the last year what has been the greatest personal evolution for you so not necessarily specifically in your business but that real personal evolution that's of course probably flowed into your business um what's it been um I think for me it has been about standing in my personal power a whole lot more um than I have before it's it's not like I don't know about personal power I haven't known about being in my personal power and I, I think um when we start off on our business journeys, right? I think a lot of us are in our personal power. Like we are, we, we instinctly trust ourselves and we know what we are doing and we go with our ideas. But as you start interacting and watching what other people are doing and you start working with mentors, you start chipping away on that power and you start giving pieces of your personal power away to others. Um, not just, you know, people, but algorithms and social media and uh, to clients and, you know, economy, things that are happening outside of you and your personal um, universe. So I think that's what I have been, I won't say I have mastered it, but I have become more and more self-aware about when I give away my power. And I've been more and more, um, I would say, intentional about getting, you know, uh, reclaiming that power and also staying in my power when my ego is like, I want to give it away to someone else, which is also, it's all, almost like, a you know, the other side of being a victim. Uh, when you feel like I want to give my power away to someone so that then I can, you know, if this doesn't work, then I can play the victim, right? Because yeah, right. it was about it was their responsibility to make me successful or it was their responsibility to understand me. But... Yeah then they don't live up to that so then yeah. I can take the victim right so yeah. it's a shadow aspect of us and I think that has been something I have really been um working on I think not always by choice but sometimes it has just because universe just shows it to you yeah. like this is the thing you need to be working on if you don't keep work you know if you don't work on this I'll keep repeating the lessons until you learn them. And I think for some of us, that might be the only lesson that we are supposed to be learning because we have spent so much of our lives giving our power away to other people. So that might be the only thing that we need to really understand and integrate within ourselves. Yeah. It's such an interesting concept, though, that having personal power, having awareness of it, giving it away, keeping it, working with it. Because I don't know about you, but I don't think I really heard that term until or that phrase until I was in business. Like I was aware of people's power as such. And I think when you are, you know, you watch the media, you see, you know, leaders around the world, particularly from a political perspective, they talk about their power and them being powerful. So we kind of have some awareness, but in terms of in a personal, like everyday person kind of a way. I I don't think I really knew that knew of that phrase as much as I have it awareness of it and it's being talked about a lot now. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's also when you give it away is when you actually have the awareness of it, right? Like, oh, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was all about. <laughs> yeah, very, very cool. All right, so the next question I have for you, 
Very curious about this one. What's gone on behind the scenes in your world that you're happy to share that we haven't seen on social media? Um, I think you have seen the uh, result of it on social media, but what you might not have seen is the work that goes in on on in uh, you know within that is how I have elevated a lot of my content and my messaging and my positioning and branding over the last few months. Mm. Uh, And I think ever ever since we spoke in December, um, the journey had already started. Like internally, I was already feeling that like this is, I am meant to be up leveling in a lot of ways, but I couldn't put my finger on what exactly was it. Um, And then it it took a while for it to sort of unfold itself and then even when I started working on it and even now when it is out there you know one of the things I talk about is when you start working on anything up leveling your mindset or up up leveling your message or marketing or sales or anything there is this period of void where you know nothing is happening you feel like I'm doing the work, I've changed everything, like I'm showing up for it and I'm doing the things and saying the stuff. Why are, you know, why isn't anything happening? And that is behind the scenes, like no one knows about it. Like people only see what's happening on the front, right? So this void is the space where really you, that personal power I talked about, that really gets tested because you want to give it away to someone, you know, to just like take the responsibility for this. Like I've done my part. Exactly. That is where I have I spent quite a few months there, just holding my personal power and holding that I know what I'm doing. Like that's what I kept telling myself. I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge shift for me to just, you know, not give into my fear, like that primal fear of what if all of all of this is waste or if this doesn't work, right? And you just want to go back to where you started from or where you were really comfortable yeah. with. Yeah, where you were comfortable, where you were getting results perhaps and things were easier, they felt differently. Uh, and when you're in that void space, and I've been, you know, I haven't hidden it at all. I've been in that a lot this year. It can be really disheartening a lot of the time because even though you're putting in the effort the energy the commitment the intention to hold that space to trust in yourself to believe in yourself and then there's nothing happening in terms of the measures you want to see that it's working or whatever you're looking towards it can be really challenging to be in that space of of I don't know how long this is going to go for I don't know when things are going to shift or change I don't know when I'm going to see results but I'm okay with that yeah and also I think I also became radically um focused on seeing that this is working yes okay like every single thing it because we often count a sale or money in the bank as the result of this being working right but what if every single dm i get or every single time someone comments on my post like that's a sign of this is working and it's all adding up 
right? It's all going to add up to where now I feel like, yeah, I'm, I obviously now I am seeing the results. I am seeing the money in the bank. I am seeing the clients. But for a long time, and that was not happening, that is what I really focused my energy on. Because at the end of the day, the sales and the clients, what a client does, you know, whether they say yes or no, however brilliant our pitch is or however brilliantly we are marketing or selling, it's not in our control, right? That is something that is completely out of our hands. So we have to focus on the things that we can control, which is being really focused on looking at things that with this attitude of it's all working, it's all adding up, it's all showing up for me, which is again, where your personal power comes in, you really hold that energy of, I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Not always easy, but so important. I think it's a testament to self-leadership when you can be in that space. So this leads me to our next and our final question. What do you wish you'd known a year ago? Like when we first talked and recorded that episode, which was probably around October, November, and then it went live in December. You know, what do you wish you'd known a year ago that you know now as a, a you know, a woman leading in business? Um. Uh, honestly, I I don't know like if there's anything. I feel like we get to know things at the perfect time that we're supposed to know them. There is no hindsight is always like, you know, how they say it's 2020. You never know what it would have done if I had all known that what I would have done with that information. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel the sense of um, just letting things unfold on its own, like not hurrying things, you know, sometimes you feel like, I'm already 10 steps ahead, but these things are not catching up. Like my, my, you know, people are not catching up with me. My audience is not catching up with me. They're not catching up with me. And that letting that be okay. You are supposed to do your job and just keep focusing on that. Mm -hmm. And things will catch up with you. Things will unfold as they are meant to. You cannot hurry them you know, by being more impatient, uh, it, it's just going to take longer or rather it's going to feel longer because of your impatience. So I think I learned, I would have, if I had known about it then to just be more patient, yeah. just to be more calm and just um, keep your energy because I'm an overthinker. Like I can overthink like no one's business. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's something I, if I had known that, that all of that overthinking is absolutely a waste of your time mm-hmm. and energy and uh, everything, right? You can be spending all of that energy and time on something else. There are so many other things that you could be doing, like literally laying down bricks uh, in your foundation of your business. And that, that if I had known that, it would have helped a lot more, I guess. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing to learn about, isn't it? That the thinking space and how much, we can go into overthinking. I know that for me, I'm not as much of an overthinker as you are, but I can overprocess from my, lib- you know, we share the liberator engineer archetype and that archetype can go into overcomplicating. That's where my stuff comes up more than the overthinking, but saying that I can also be very in- stuck in my head rather than feeling into things and just allowing um, is just thinking it and processing it and making sense of it where sometimes we can't make sense of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like compared to some of my friends in business and women that I know that have certain patterns of archetypes, I'm not as much of an overthinker, an overcomplicator <laughs> instead. I know it's so interesting how it all plays out, isn't it? But patience, 
how much could we all benefit from understanding that there is no set predefined timeline to achieve yeah. something or doing something or launching something or seeing a certain amount of success or money like no one never knows what the timeline will actually be yeah yeah absolutely and I'll add one more thing that I sort of just occurred to me another thing is that I think we over um you know exaggerate for ourselves how much we are doing or how much how much we are showing up or how much we are selling but if you actually sit down and you start looking at how many times have I actually pitched this program how many emails have I sent how many posts did I you know talk, did, uh, uh, post on social media about this or stories that okay. I've done it's literally not even close to 50% of what you have been thinking, maybe 10% or 20% of what in your head you make it up to be like, oh, I have been talking about this thing forever and every single day I've been like just all, you know, all about it. But we aren't doing that much. And I'm, I'm not saying that you should be, you know, hustling or just constantly talking about your program. But sometimes we just make this to be too big for ourselves. And we start thinking like, uh, I'm doing too much. And, you know, is okay. that something? And the reality is we're the only ones that see all of our content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, so you can... You can understand though how people can get to that place of feeling like they they're doing or sharing too much, but yeah. you're right. Like it's usually a small percentage of what's actually being seen by your ideal audience. So, yeah, so interesting. Of course, we have so many things we could talk about. Well, we are going to wrap up for today. The last thing I'd love you to share though is where can people connect with you if they are not yet following you? And what we'll do, we'll link in the episode from you know, the end of last year so that people can go back and listen to that as well. But where your social media, your favorite places? Um, My website is the best place to find, find out about all of the stuff I do. But on social media, this might be a little bit more unconventional, but I would ask you to follow me on Facebook because that's where I <laughs> show up a lot more than Instagram which is what I know most people talk about uh, but I really love Facebook maybe I'm a dinosaur I don't know but I still really enjoy being on Facebook more than I I think and I know is someone like me who loves marketing and we get asked a lot by our clients about where should I be? You know, it's I think you and I are probably on the same page as be where it makes sense to you to be. You know, where do you, where, which is a platform that feels really easeful for you to be playing, yeah. sharing in, go there and then yeah. think about where else. Like, and for me, yeah. that is Instagram and then Facebook. But for you're not the only one that shared Facebook, so you're not you're not alone there. But yeah, I know it does feel like there's a big emphasis on Instagram, and interestingly, no one's mentioned Threads. So you know, I I've forgotten about it. Honestly, I don't think I I've even I saw a notification pop up on my Instagram about someone posted something on Threads. I was like, what is this? And then I realized, oh, threads, right? That was a hard thing like a month ago. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so interesting how things come and go and yet some things stick. I love it. So very, very cool. Well, thank you so much again for joining me, my beautiful friend. And thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to Swapner and I chatting today. It's been yeah. so fun creating these you know, these conversations to share in these episodes for this first birthday celebration. And I hope you've all enjoyed them and that you reach out and follow our guests on whichever platform they're on and, um, you know, connect with their content and 
reach out to them and go back and listen to the episodes if you haven't heard them already from when they were first guests on the podcast. Uh, I know that they'd appreciate it. And, you know, I love when someone reaches out to me, you know, with a message and says, I was listening to this episode and this is what I got from it or this is what I'd like to know more. And I know you'd be the same and I know every one of our guests and she leads, she thrives to be the same as what no, it's a nice thing to have someone say they've listened to a conversation yeah. and reach out. So yeah, so if you're not doing that yet, listeners, please do that as well. Reach out to our guests. Be the person that reaches out and says says hi. Like I know that as a side note, I've got built beautiful connections with some incredible women who've actually ended up being guests on this first year in the podcast because I've dared to reach out because I heard them somewhere or was recommended to listen to something that they shared or a teaching they had. And it's just resonated with me. So I've reached out and said, I heard you. I heard this or I want to know about this. Let's connect. And, you know, you never know where that can go. So, yeah, lots of fun. So thank you again, everybody. And uh, take care wherever you are in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another of our first birthday series conversations. I don't like the word interview because that feels far too formal and stuffy. I'm so happy to welcome Brooke back. So Brooke, you were on our 13th episode of She Leads, She Thrives, which went live in December of 2022. So here we're going to be in the first week of October and our first birthday. And at that time, we talked about topics that are still highly relevant in your life. We talked about Instagram, of course, because that's kind of everything about you and what you do. Very relevant in my life. Right. We talked about imposter syndrome and the impacts and influences and how to work with that. And also digital nomading, like what that's all about, like traveling and working, which again, is so much about what you do. So, you know, we were just having a really quick chat before we started recording and we're saying how different your life is and how it's evolved in the kind of almost year since we recorded the episode that went live in December. And at that point in time, you were in Bali, you were living there, you'd moved from Perth to Bali, and now you're in Croatia. So totally showing the digital nightmare thing, right? <laughs> so much. Yeah, we've been a few places. Yeah, you have all over, I feel like almost all over the world. But yeah, your episode was such a, um, a significantly downloaded one as soon as we it went live. Like there was lots of downloads. It stayed in our top 10 until just recently. So all the way through, you know, like 10 so months cool. in, the, in the top 10 and consistently gets downloads, which again is a sign to me that it's a topic or topics because we kind of covered a lot of things that people want to hear more about. So I'm so happy that you said yes to come back and to record another little chat for today and oh. out of this birthday series. So I'd love you to just introduce yourself and tell everyone about who you are in case they missed that episode from way back in December. We'll make sure we we tag that in into the show notes. If anyone hasn't listened to it, they can go back and do that. Oh, well, that's very lovely. And thank you to everyone who listened to the previous episode. And thank you for having me back. It's very awesome. exciting. I'm honoured to be here. So my name is Brooke Volinovich. I'm an Instagram coach and specialist. I am an international keynote speaker and I'm the founder of The Social Club, which is my online training community for business owners wanting to learn how to grow and sell on Instagram. I am a wifey and I'm a mum to my beautiful little two-year-old boy. And I guess I could say now firmly, I'm, I'm, a digital nomad because I have been away from home for 12 months. Yeah. So we're not really in the testy part anymore. We're in the 
no, we're in it. <laughs> not trying it out. We're actually in it. You've even got, you know, um, we're in it. <laughs> no longer in Croatia. You've, as you said, you've been to many different places since we chatted for the podcast episode last year. You know, you've flown when you were in Bali, you flew back and forward back to Australia for speaking gigs and all kinds of different things. So, yeah, definitely doing the digital nomad thing. Can't go back now. It's, it's, it's a way of life, particularly while Carla is little, right? And you can, you've actually got yeah. that ability to move around. I love it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So questions we have for you, same ones we've asked everyone who's been in the birthday series. And I'm excited to hear, as I have been with everybody, what your answers are. So the very first one is to reflect in the last year, what would you say has been your greatest personal evolution? So not necessarily business, even though we know they kind of interweave with each other, but what's been your greatest personal evolution in that time? So for me, I'm born and bred in Perth. I lived at home with my parents until I bought my first place. I moved into my first place. I stayed in there for seven years and pretty much only lived in two places in Perth my whole life. And so when we had this idea to leave Perth, although I was really excited about it, there was a big part of me that thought, I'm a creature of habit. I don't really like change. I'm not sure how this is going to go. And not only am I leaving my home, I'm doing it with a one-year-old baby in touch and and also trying to run a business at the same time. And I just don't, I'm excited to see if it works, but I just don't know. Knowing me and how much I love routine and my creature comforts, I just didn't know how it would go. And it's worked. And I've been more adaptable to every country and every new routine and every new house we've lived in and Airbnbs and hotels than I ever actually thought I would be okay with. Yeah, that's amazing when you, we get gifted, if we could say, these challenges that we're unsure about, but we go into them. And I guess, you you know, you had the support because you and Dom, your, your hubby made the decision together. But yeah, you did. You were taking a, a, a one-year-old who's now, you know, two and a half-ish. You're toddlering all over the place. Uh, So, yeah, and walking away from your support networks as well, Uh, Mm -hmm. lots of different things. So, yeah, huge, huge challenges that if if someone was uncertain about that, I would be more concerned about them if they thought, yeah, Yeah. you're just going to cruise through it all. Yeah. Yeah. My husband, he had lived all over the world. He's originally from New Zealand. So even... Like for him, it wasn't as scary because it was something that he had done before we got together. Um, They say opposites attract. So, yeah, I just just didn't know. But I realised since doing this how much adventure and new opportunities is something that I do really, really value in my life. And obviously this is this is a world and a life of adventure and opportunities. And so that's why it's, you know, there's a lot of frustration that comes with it too, with visas and cancel flights and yes. cancel accommodation, accommodation not being what you thought and wasting money on all kinds of things that, and just not having those creature comforts of home and that normality of home. You don't, until you leave home for a long time, you don't realize how much extra time you actually have in your day in your life because you're not spending it setting up those things. You've spent yeah. your whole life setting them up. Even just things like, where you get your hair done or where you do your food shopping or where to find the the things you need or like as a mum 
what the good nappies are, all those sort of things that you don't realize you have spent your whole life learning. And when you're constantly moving to different countries, you've got to relearn all those things in amongst running a business and Mm. being a wife and being a mum and keeping some sort of sanity. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think this is the point to say that if anyone is not following you on Instagram, if you're new to (laughs) That's the place to go and get an insider's look into exactly how you're doing all of that because you practice what you teach in regards to Instagram and your stories are always full of the adventure, of the challenges. You don't hold back. And, you know, there's the funny things that, you know, I don't know, sometimes I'll look at some of the looks on Dom's face and I think he must be like, what are we we sharing now? (laughs) Yeah. You're right. He's come a long way over all these years though, right? I mean, absolutely. He works for the business now and he's really good. Yesterday I asked him to write a press release for uh, the International Women's Day event that we're hosting in Perth in March that I collab with Ash from Fusion with. And he wrote it and I just thought, oh, you've you've used ChatGPT. And he hadn't. He just wrote it and I sent it to Ash. And even Ash was like, God, Dom, like, yeah. who knew you were listening this Untapped whole time? Actually, you, know, you actually know the history of the event and where the idea came from and all the places we've done it. I was like, yeah, you you may stay employed by Social Club. I love or it. Now. <laughs> For now. For now. Another test will be coming soon. I love it. Yes. All right. So second question I'd love to know your answer to is what, and this is going to be an interesting one for you because you are so on Instagram as your key social media platform, but what's gone on behind the scenes this past year that you'd be happy to share with us? What we so have- this one really stumped me. This one really stumped me um, because I am so honest with what I share. Maybe too honest sometimes. And then I thought about, Shannon, what we spoke about on our first episode. And so I actually want to flip this one a little bit and say that, you know, the lead up to COVID and the time of COVID and even the year after COVID, that was a really hard time in my life because what was going on behind the scenes with my business and then also the passing of my sister And she was sick for two years. And so in that time of my life, there was so much going on that you didn't see on social. And I think why I got really stumped was because, and it was really nice for me to have this moment of realisation and reflection, there isn't really anything now. And that's nice. Yeah, That is nice. It is a nice place to be. Obviously, like, Dom and I fight and there's things like that that you don't see. Part of relationships. But that's part of relationships. But actually I'm finally after, you know, three, four, almost five years because she got sick in 2018. Okay. About five years, it's been about five years really where everything that I'm sharing, obviously to a point, is my life is what's going on. There is no big thing going on behind the scenes anymore. Business is doing really well. I'm sharing that. There's a lot of frustrations with our moving around and visas and visa applications and residency things. And I share the frustrations of that. You Um, share the lessons you're learning, which I think for a lot of people, I, I have no doubt that your followers have increased with people who are curious about what you're doing and how you're navigating that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a nice place to be. It's actually... I feel very content now. Obviously, there's still grief and 
there's a lot of times where I feel sad about, you know, my sister and everything that happened in, in that time of my life because that was really a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have any big things going on behind the scenes anymore and that's that's nice. That's <laughs> it's nice, nice to be able to say that. Yeah, because I yeah. think at any given moment in time just being human is always potentially some big thing happening or just past or just around the corner and we're going to take every moment don't we and really be in that enjoy that place as you said contentment peace whatever else that comes with that so Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. I love it awesome so final question I have for you Miss Brooke what do you wish you'd known a year ago? So about the time we chatted last year, when you mm-hmm. were just on your first embarking into Bali, yeah, that mm-hmm. you know now as a, a woman who's leading in business. Well, I thought about this too. And it's something that it's a lesson that I should have learned, but I got reminded of. Oh, okay. Because when I first started teaching social media, I only did in person. That's right. I did nothing online, right? And the reason I did nothing online, there were two reasons. Reason number was one was, again, that imposter syndrome. I thought mm-hmm. if I put my lessons online, a bigger, better brand is going to come steal them and take them and recreate them and they're going to be better and have more money and no one will want to learn off me anymore. That was reason number one. And reason number two was, I, a lot of the feedback that I got about my teaching style and my workshops and my lessons was that when people came, they really enjoyed the energy and it was always such a good, good energy in the room. And it felt like a really positive environment and they always felt really excited and it was fun. And I was really concerned that that just wouldn't um, convey through a screen, that that energy wouldn't convey through a screen. And that was another reason I was like, look, everything's going really well in person, but I just don't think online it's going to work like that, which is really interesting to say because I built my whole business on Instagram, which is online. So I know. But this is the, the funny ironies of the belief systems and the things that we decide. The are- funny ironies. I know, right? So then when I left Perth last year, obviously a really big part of my business um, strategy and marketing strategy and also just to give back to my community was the events. Mm. that I used to run in Perth, the social club spotlight events. And I, when I left Perth, obviously I found a way to do a couple of events, but now we're totally on the other side of the world. It's just, it's an, it's not reality for me to fly back to Perth for 24 hours anymore and host an event. And I, I just thought, well, events are off the cards because I'm on the other side of the world. I can't do this anymore. And then I had this idea to do a live online masterclass. I've never done it ever. I've never done something like that in my business as a way to, you know, attract an audience and Mm. teach them and help them to achieve their goals. And I thought, well, we need to do something new. I need to give the advice. I need to take the advice that I give to others and we'll try. We'll try an online event. I don't know if it will work because, People like the in-person events. That's the whole point. They want to be there. And we started to, I started talking about it on Saturday and today's Thursday and we've had 73 people register. And you're, I'm not surprised and I'm still shocked that you've never done live. I know know you are and I love it. I'm not surprised. And I, again, I am so, I more surprised that you have not, and I know how much you love live events. So I've been to your live mm. events. I know how much 
people resonate with the energy you bring in a hold in the room and how well, you know, they're received and how they're talked about in this local community. But I'm still shocked that you hadn't done beyond the the kind of stuff you do for social club, like for your members. That you I just got in my head again and I was like, no one will want this because they want the live, they want the in-person events and I can't offer them in-person events. So there's no point in me doing events. And imagine if I started doing these live masterclasses 12 bloody months ago, it's Shannon. Good, I know, but you've learned. I feel like, like I've been doing online masterclassy kind of things, you know, in the days when we used to call them just webinars. Uh, for most of my <laughs> most of my business, when the technology was really bad or teleconference kind of learnings and summits. So, again, it surprises me that, in that you're yeah. so into the digital space Totally. But like you said, and I already do them. I do one every single week in the social club. Yeah. I didn't think it would work to the general public. It it just, it sounds so silly. And I wish I knew that. And I did know that, but you could forever learning and you're even forever repeating the same learnings. Yeah. It is. It is. It's, I don't know about you, but I know that I often find myself when I'm having conversations in coaching sessions with clients and just working through things with them. And I'm like, you know, doing this internal dialogue of, are you listening to this too? Like, are you paying attention to this for yourself? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So what's next for you? This is an impromptu question. I just had to ask while I've got you here. What's next? Like, two things two oh, okay. real, potentially three things yeah so something uh c- circling back to I was talking about the international women's day event that mm-hmm. Dom wrote the press release for Ash and I have secured our biggest sponsor ever that actually mm-hmm. pitched to us nice. this is the first time someone has pitched to us normally we spend at least six months yeah. pitching to get sponsors yeah. it's such a, a big part a of the event right that would be yeah. a lot of businesses yeah and it's so much work to organize it's so mm. much behind the scenes and for the first time ever a brand pitched to us nice. and it's a big brand I can't yeah. say who it is yet okay. but yeah. trust me yeah. when it comes out um, I cried Ash called me we both cried on the phone together we cried oh, that's it was that big so that's the first really exciting thing. So save the date for that, 7th of March in Perth, International Women's Day, incredible. Um, second big thing, one of the biggest global brands in the world approached me to do um, some work with them next year. Good. And it's, it's, it's across two countries and it's like the dream gig. The absolute dream gig. So again, I can't say who it is because we're still negotiating, yeah. but that just slid into my, the other one slid into my DMs. The International Women's Day one was from a conversation in DMs. Yeah. This one slid into my DMs. Yeah. Again, proving the power of Instagram. You never know who's watching. Never know who's watching. And um, then the third one is, so when Dom and I were in Bali, I had this idea to create, well, he had an idea and then we had the idea together to create this Bali retreat. And then, you know, we started working on it. We had people on a wait list for it and then just visas and life. And, you know, just because you want to live anywhere in the world doesn't mean the visas will let you live anywhere in the world. So we had to leave Bali and the retreat just no longer was going to work out. But because I'm coming back to Perth for International Women's Day, 
And there are some other opportunities that have come up during that time. So originally I was only going to come back to Perth by myself for a couple of days. Now I'm going to be in Perth for a whole month. And I thought all these people want a retreat. So why don't we do a one day retreat in Perth and combine all the questions that I'm starting to get asked now? Yes, I can teach you Instagram, but I can teach you a lot about mindset and I can teach you a lot of personal development and what it has taken me just Instagram. What it's taken me personally to build this brand and my life to what it is. And what I wanted to be able to share at the retreat in Bali, packing that into a one day Perth event, uh, which is what we're now working on. And it makes me so excited. So that's, yeah, that's the big three. Very cool. Love it. So, yeah, I knew there'd be more than one. It's just like such a book thing. Yeah. What's yeah. more of you wanting to go against? She's like, oh, I can't wait to tell you. And I love that there's yeah. intrigue about yeah. as well because it's still coming. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. I felt like something was building and I didn't know if, how it was going to look, whether it was going to be a program or an mm-hmm. online course, but even online, an online coaching course for me, it just, it just, it just didn't sit right. Yeah. Like I have the social club and the social club yes. is incredible. I love the social club, but something that can delve in deeper, I couldn't figure out how it looked. So I had the idea based on what I keep getting asked mm. by uh, my clients and my customers and my followers and my audience. And I just couldn't map out how that looked, but I just kept writing down, like writing down bits and pieces. And then I just, it literally, yeah, just recently I was like, oh my God. This is what we should do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really exciting. It's like the um the spotlight events completely reimagined. Like, you know, a whole yeah. 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 Love it. And I would love to do a spotlight, but I just don't think we have the time. Oh goodness no. For a spotlight. No. As a retreat host, knowing how much time things take to cover all of the things you want to cover in a week, because that's how long my retreats are. Yeah, no, yeah. I think you just, yeah, focus on your content and maybe have an open kind of Q&A portion, you know, where you might only still get two yeah. or three questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but I'm excited. I think it's something that both people want and need and are asking me for and something that I'm really excited to do. Yeah. And I know in business the only way forward is to match those two. Just because people want and need it, doesn't mean you're excited about it or that you want to do it and when you find that beautiful alignment between what yeah. you're excited about and what people want that's what propels you forward oh, so much that's what's like, propelled me forward all the green lights are on right there's kind of all the green lights nothing in your way so yeah that for sure oh yeah. lovely lady I have had so much fun talking to you again and it's been great to reconnect so thank you for being a part of the she lead she thrives journey and I look oh. forward to seeing how we go with these birthday episodes and how much attention yes. they get, um, bringing yes. our guests back. And then we'll see what we do when we come to year two. Who's going to be on the invite list to come back for the second birthday? It's going to be lots of fun to see. I yeah. hope it's me. <laughs> I love it. And <laughs> see, so maybe once people start to hear about the first birthday extravaganza, they'll be like, oh, this is a thing to actually work towards. <laughs> yes, you never know. You never know. You've got to put it out there. 
You don't. You never know. So thank you so much for your time and everything. And um, yeah, it's been fabulous to connect. And we um, yeah, look forward to hearing from our listeners how they find Ooh. these incredible conversations, reconnecting with our guests from the first year and really the first few months of She Leads, She Thrives. So yeah, it's been lots of fun. So thank you for everything. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, superstars, welcome to the final piece of this. Let's have a look back at where we all were a year ago with some of the guests that we had on She Leads, She Thrives. If you have missed it by some chance, I am your host here and have been your host for a year now on this incredible podcast. And as it turns out, while I thought we had nine incredible guests going to come back and join us to celebrate our first year and do a bit of a where are they now, we ended up having eight who were able to join us. So I figured I would put myself into the spot of the final, final, you know, conversation, if you like. And I'm going to put the, turn the questions on myself and ask myself the questions that I've asked each of the guests that we've had back to celebrate this first year as part of this first birthday series. So if you have been listening, then you'll know the questions, but I will share them again and I'll share with you from my heart, as I always do, my own answers to these questions. So the first one that I've asked everybody is, in the last year, what's been your greatest personal evolution? And I will admit that I have been stumped by my own questions, the questions that I have asked the guests that we've had. They, they definitely challenged me to come up with answers for these. So I have had a challenging year. If you listened back at some point in the last uh, kind of few weeks to episode 50, I shared with you some of the ins and outs of what's been happening for me on a personal level this year in 2023. Lots of things to navigate. So in thinking about my greatest personal evolution, I, I not feel like I know that this year has been a bigger, deeper, more insightful and sometimes more frustrating lesson in surrendering, in going with the flow. I remember in the early phases of 2020, we all know what happened there, we don't talk about too much, but I know that the word surrender kind of came up so many times for myself and my clients at the time. And I remember thinking back then, I know what that's all about. I'm surrendering. I'm kind of going with the flow. I am being realistic about the circumstances, the situation, the what's going on. It doesn't mean I have to like it, but I'm like, I get it. And I get what surrender is. And I remember a particular client that I was working with at the time, we had a bit of a laugh about surrender because she was getting the same kind of messaging coming through and feeling very frustrated that she felt like she was surrendering and, and allowing herself to just be in what was coming up when we didn't really know what was happening and coming and how things were going to move forward. And so we used to talk a lot about surrendering to the point that, you know, we even both have an essential oil that is called surrender that we have used and still use and laugh about. But until the, ad, the events, if you like, the, the advent, the events of this year, I can honestly say that I didn't really understand what it meant to surrender, to have an experience of injuring my knee and ending up surgery and long-term rehab where I physically can't do things that I'm so used to doing that make me feel so energized and alive and strong and are great for my mental health and so many different things. Not being able to do those things has been a surrender on a whole next level. 
And that has also been a going with the flow of being able to sit in a space of, well, this is what it is. I don't have to, again, like, you know, previous times, I don't have to like it, but accepting it and not pushing when it's not something to be pushed is incredibly important to acknowledge and to to sit with all of that, to work through it, to acknowledge emotions when they came up, all of those kind of things. My trust, particularly in myself and in the what the universe could deliver or what the circumstances are, has been tested more this year than I have ever had it tested. And that's saying a lot. I've definitely had plenty of experiences over my lifetime where trust has been tested. And in all of that, there's also been an experience that's very much been a great personal evolution of holding the vision for what I actually know I'm here to do and to leave in the world as my legacy. It's not been getting less attention necessarily, but I haven't shared it in the same ways that I have in the past. And I have taken steps backwards, if you like, in a more of a metaphorical sense than necessarily racing backwards with a, a, a you know, a dodgy knee um, to be able to consider how this may come to be. Uh, it's, as I said, the vision is clear, the vision is strong. It's, it's not evolved and changed necessarily in terms of what the end result and the end impact and legacy will be. But the way it could become reality, I've let go of the needing to know that. So that is a huge thing for me as a liberator engineer archetype. You know, you've got to know all the moving parts and everything to get to the end result. As a mentor teacher, got to understand all the knowledge and all the pieces, you know, moving behind the scenes in terms of the what I need to know. The inspirer believer doesn't do so well when she doesn't have inspiration, things to motivate her and move her forward. But my visionary creator, I've called in more of her as an archetype this year to ask for her support on keeping that connection to the vision and the creator to step up and to really guide me, support me in whatever is most important right now to stay connected to that vision. So that's what's been my greatest personal evolution, a few different things there. So what's gone on behind the scenes in this past year that I haven't spoken about or people haven't seen so much on my socials? Well, in the last few months, I've been less active on social media because I've had a lot of other things going on, you know, having uh, hosting my first retreat back in May in three and a half years was the most joyful experience, but it was also happened immediately after I injured my knee and navigating all of the the medical aspects, then the coming home and surgery and, uh, you know, just not having the motivation and the inspiration and the energy because of my physical well-being to put into business like I usually would. It's very unusual for me to not be motivated and inspired. And it's not that that's gone, but it hasn't been as readily available as it has been, I would say, all of my life. So I have shared some of the ins and outs of what I've experienced. I've shared some of the challenges. What I haven't shared so much is some of the unreliability that has been in existence in business this year, not just with the more recent months and what's happened um, for me on a personal physical level with my health. It's been prior to that. I felt like this year, while I started the year full of uh, motivation and energy, ready for kind of fresh, fresh things and travel and all the things that would come with that, there's been a lot of unreliability and instability in business. And I don't always share that. I share little bits every now and again, but I haven't shared a lot of it. 
And with that, the juggling of all the emotions, the frustrations, that instability in many different ways. Uh, you know, the irony is not lost to me that I injured my knee and have not been able to stand properly for the last, when I'm recording this and to share this with you, the last you know, a few weeks and months I've been on a using crutches and then a single crutch to to aid my walking. And I'm not going to be back doing all the things that I'm used to being able to do that require stability, like my stand up paddleboarding for some months yet. So yeah, there's lots going on behind the scenes. But again, I also want to take this time to remind you that we don't have to share everything on our social media, in our stories, in our content. Sharing what feels right for us, what feels safe for us to do is more important than sharing everything. Very much so. And what do I wish is the third question I've asked everyone. What do I wish I'd known a year ago that I know now as a business leader? This again, like both of the other questions, is one that stumped me a little bit and I had to really dig deep to think about it. And the question that I got when I reflected on this, uh, the question or the answer I got when I reflected on this question was that support is available for you if you ask for it. I'm not someone who prides myself on doing things on my own all the time, but I am also an incredibly independent person. I have loved being able to work things out. I can see this in my actors. My liberator engineer is definitely to blame for that one. She's always got a way to kind of come up with a solution or an answer to something. But in what's happened with me personally, more so than in my business in this past year, there has been a need to ask, to reach out and ask for support and to create the space to allow myself to receive it, to be in a space of, of gratitude and joy more than I ever have in terms of receiving support from people, from, you know, and even from organisations, from all kinds of different individuals and groups that I never imagined I'd even have any interaction with. So, that makes me also reflect on the fact that or the reality that support is also more available than we often realize for us in our businesses. It doesn't always have to be paid support. Some of my business friends and connections have been the most supportive people during the last year. We've been sharing what I've you know been going through, how I'm finding things, how I'm feeling, to even some of the times of not even sharing, but just them, you know, the connection that we have is is strong and there's an intuitive connection where they just reach out and they're like, I just needed to check on you today. And being able to be open to someone doing that and then having a conversation if that feels right, to be able to share a little bit maybe about what's going on and thank them for for tuning into their intuitive selves that were suggesting that they reach out and just check in. I yeah so much gratitude for all of that so it's been a, an incredible year in so many regards but in terms of a success I'm so much in a space of joy and expansion in terms of what we've achieved for She Leads You Throws podcast in this first year and can't wait to see what this second year brings for us got some incredible guests lined up some of those episodes that we have coming up in the next month or so we've already recorded so I know what's coming I'm excited to share those with you and as I always will, I continue to commit to bringing you incredible guests from all walks of life, from different parts of the world to share their stories. Some of them will be incredibly successful in what they do. Some of them will be up and coming in their, their life and their business and their leadership roles and capacity. 
but uh, you know, she leads, she thrives, is here to stay. Got lots to share. I've got a lot personally to share with you, which I will continue to do. And I'm going to look at, you know, what new kinds of episodes we might bring in for this um, second year of the podcast. So thank you again for joining me for these birthday episodes. I think we're going to be four or five in total, but three of them with these, you know, reflective back where were we a year ago from now with some of the guests that we had on in the early months of the podcast. And uh, yeah, so much more to come. So thanks again. Have an amazing day wherever you are and never, ever forget that you were born to thrive. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. 